Welcome back to What A Hit Son. Today I'm joined by Thomas O'Connell at a time that looks very dark and awful for football. Today we're supposed to be talking about the Europa League, FA Cup and Champions League, but sadly after what has happened yesterday and today, bigger things need to be spoken about. Welcome to the episode, Tommy. How was your feeling after that announcement, obviously last night? Okay, and what's the story? Um initially it was a feeling of probably anger sadness you know the disappointment because look me and you are, are both regular joe soap fans we like we're, we're not yeah. the season ticket holders uh per se but we are outside of that we are the next probably in line from whatever the the red membership of, of the club. That's 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 where we are now. We're kind of that kind of one game every so often kind of player or fan, I should say. So it, it's just it it it, 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 it put a, a sickening feeling in my stomach just to see your club's crest like at the forefront of this announcement. Um, the way it was announced. You know, it, it really shows the cowardice of a lot of these owners that it took uh, that Arsenal, the statement they put up on their website and social media platforms, there was no quote from anyone in the club. It was a quote from a fucking Manchester United um, owner, Joey Glazer. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're hiding behind other people already in their first statement, like they always do. Um, and it's not because it's Manchester United. It's just the fact it's 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 someone from a different club. There was no, it, no one had the balls within Arsenal Football Club, um, at ownership level to to announce it themselves or to quote themselves. Um, I had a bit of time to think about. I've, I've listened to uh, various podcasts and read various articles, and obviously listened to Gary Neville yesterday, who spoke very well about it. Um, it's 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 just a bit of it, it. What's what's the fucking point anymore, Keen? What's the fucking no. point of Arsenal playing Everton this Friday? What's the point of Arsenal playing Villarreal in two weeks' time if it goes ahead? Um, like th- there's no point to it now. Uh, I know no. you can say Arsenal have a chance of winning the European Trophy, which they've never won, but what's the ultimate prize of winning the Europa League? It's playing in the Champions League, but sure, it's going to be a competition that. We're going to be banned from from if if we do win a Europa League if it gets that far. So yeah, well, I suppose like it's it's one of these things. I don't think anyone expected it was spoken about in the media. And like, really, Jen- you you didn't expect this. How did you I not didn't expect ha- Arsenal to be expected? It, part of it, on fairness, because they weren't really? as vocal about it. I expected the likes of maybe your bigger teams like your Man Cities, your Bayern Munich, your PSGs, and that was what really shocked me as well, is the likes of PSG, who are one of the big financial giants, aren't part of it. Bayern Munich, aren't part of it. Borussia Dortmund, who are up there as well, aren't part of it. Like, what I don't understand is there, and there's clubs now coming out and say, we have been given, like Porto, the chairman of Porto has come out and said they were given an invite and they rejected it as well. And like when you look at this, everyone's gonna say, "Oh yeah, stupid clubs." Like at the end of the day, the main decision makers who've made this decision—it's the the main owners. 
So Stan Kroenke, he's decided it for Arsenal. Daniel Levy, he decided it for Spurs. Um, obviously, um, in Liverpool, the, the American owners decided this. Obviously, the Glaziers for United. Florentino Perez for Real Madrid. Um, like this, this is something that no fan wants to do because this ruins the whole football. Like, and what even one is one of the shareholders in one of these clubs in England has come out and said the reason this is going ahead, they've gone ahead with this is to look at the financial side of it to keep themselves afloat. They don't care about the other side of it. Whereas, and that was what really, really has pissed me off as a fan. Like, I don't want to see that type of thing in football. I watch football for the enjoyment, the adrenaline rush it gives you when you watch a team play in a competitive match. And it's not all about the money. It's about having entertainment, have, watching a good game, seeing goals. And I know at the end of the day, sometimes emotionally, it could be an awful day to watch a game, but, you know. That's part, that's part of it. But, like, the, the yeah. thing about it that doesn't surprise me, I'm shocked, of course, that it's come <laughs> out now. But, like, what doesn't surprise me is that Arsenal is an American-owned uh, business club franchise. This is what they want to turn it into. It's an American mm. project that's been put in place to turn these so-called big 12 clubs uh, in Europe into franchises. This is, a, this is a power play to become a franchise, not a club. So that's why I'm not a bit surprised. Yeah. Stan Kroenke, everything Stan Kroenke owns turns to dust as regards franchise. What he does is as long as he is increasing the value of his club, he doesn't care. John W, John, John or Henry, whatever his fucking name is at Liverpool, he doesn't care. Glazers don't care. Yeah. They want to increase the value of their club as much as they can. And by doing this Super League, they get guaranteed income. I think it's 3.5 billion across all the clubs are guaranteed. Rumored 350 million a year just for taking part, not even for finishing in a certain position. You'll probably get, the, I don't know what the prize money is for finishing higher up in the league or whatever. Um, yeah. but, but it's guaranteed money because that guaranteed money takes away the you know, the risk of not getting Champions League money, you know, of not getting European money. That cripples mm. business owners in a way as regards, you know, they, they, they want to have more money for their business, for their club, but this ensures that they get it no matter what. So the competitiveness is taken out of it. I think the plan mm. is for 15 founding member clubs and another five who will qualify through domestic success. Um, yeah, I'll, like I'll go through the rules now. So obviously the basis kind of the proposed format they said is 20 participating clubs uh, competing annually, uh, 12 clubs currently confirmed as founding members, 15 founding clubs will be guaranteed to compete every season, five further clubs to qualify based on domestic performance, midweek fixtures with all clubs continue, uh, continuing in retrospective national leagues, uh, and August start each year with clubs participating in two groups of 10. Eight clubs progress uh, to the quarterfinals with the final played in May at neutral venue. A corresponding Women's Super League will subsequently be launched after the first year. Yeah, that last one's a bit a bit weird because the Women's Super League is already called the Women's Super League yeah. and the Premier League. Um, but um, yeah, no, look, it's... It's like you you can throw your your usual words that have been thrown around greed money 
we all know that's what it's about. It's a, it's about guaranteed yeah. income for them. You know, the the fact that you know Gary Neville touched on Liverpool and and Manchester United, you know, being at, who are obviously the two most successful clubs in in England, um, being yeah. at the forefront of this as well, along with Arsenal, the third most successful. Like, it's just a bit gut-wrenching to think that the values that those clubs stand for isn't the values that they stand for anymore. These owners mm-hmm. don't, anyway. Like, you can say a spit in the face of the fans all you want, and that is true. Um, But, like, they've shown us, especially Arsenal, have shown their fans for the last couple of years what they think of them. And yeah, you can band together all you want. There is still there is still a risk. There is still a hope that it won't go ahead if everyone bands together. Absolutely. And I think the players and managers of these clubs are integral to that happening. Yeah. But these owners have showed time and time again they do not give a fish's tit about any of the fans. Do not give it at all. It's like that's mm. not a that's not a new thing. This isn't new. Yeah. They never give a fuck about their fans. Like I don't know, man. It's just, it's it, that's why I find it hard. People think it's surprising. It's not surprising. The timing is shocking, yes, but they've also used the pandemic as an excuse to 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 fast track this as well, which is equally despicable because they know some of these clubs are suffering, and also the yeah. god the, the audacity of an Arsenal sitting in ninth to think that they have our god given right to sit at the table this table of the Super League. Spurs, I know this might, might think it's a cheap shot at Spurs because I'm an Arsenal fan, but haven't won the league since 1965 or whenever the fuck it was, yeah. 60 years, and haven't won a trophy since, what, 2005 when they won the League Cup? Um, yeah. like, and what, they've what, never, never had European successes and never won a European trophy. I know Arsenal won two minor trophies in, in Europe. Yeah, still, well, like, like, it, it, it's, it's... How hard. are they basing this off? It's literally, it literally feels it's like... the owners. Yeah, it's the exactly. owners. It's your value. It's, it's your the value. It's, it's the yeah. owners. Like, it's an American-run franchise, like the NBA, yeah. the NFL. You know what I mean? The NH. You know, it's it, MLS. You know, it's it's all fucking franchise-based with, 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 you know, no competition at all. No threat of relegation. It's like the Eurovision. You know, there's, there's, in Eurovision every year, there's five guaranteed countries every year that don't have to go to the semifinals because they pay their way in. Now it'll be 15 clubs who will be guaranteed their place in this domestic league uh, or yeah. the Super League, sorry, if uh, if it goes ahead. They've Like, what's the point? So if you go and you win your first, you lose your first three matches of the Super League, you've no chance of winning it then. What do you have left to play for? There's no like relegation and promotion is like the backbone of competition. And yeah. in American sports, you know well, you follow a lot of it. There's no real competition, especially for the yeah. so-called lower teams, because what do they have to lose? They're getting good money, their players are getting good money, and everyone's happy. You know, yeah, you can win an NBA World a World Series or an NFL, you know, whatever. But like, what comes with that only money? And like there's yeah. no there's no there's no competition at all in any of this and you know it's it, the snobbery of, yeah. of these clubs to say that they're you know they, they deserve like they deserve obviously they are the six richest clubs in england um yeah uh, and obviously they if like premier league can't afford to lose them they can release no. every every sort of statement they want but the premier league cannot lose them they will lose some amount of revenue if them six clubs go they want the 
to extend the olive branch and bring them back to the table because they are the backbone of that league and the big mm. six know that and they're taking advantage of that right now but to think that that, that they're spitting you know in the face of a club like burnley like sheffield united like fulham yeah. and wolves and saying we're better than you you know we're, we're going to go into a closed competition where because we know we're better than you when you know arsenal drew against fulham uh yesterday sitting in ninth you know leicester ahead and west hammer ahead of them arsenal have no right to be in this competition but the only reason yeah. they are is because their owner is driving it he's a yeah. vice president of this super league um and and i suppose kind of as as you said there like and i think i suppose as gary and carriger we were watching obviously the the pre-match obviously before liverpool and palace tonight um and they were talking about obviously uh the the reason and probably why they've done this and you look at say they obviously feel they don't have enough enough authority in obviously the premier league or the champions league and they feel they need more authority so this is where the owners have gone out, right? So a person who's promoted to the Premier League has the same kind of equivalent of a vote to someone who's been in the Premier League since the very beginning. And obviously they feel like they're still getting a good amount of money that they feel they don't deserve. And this is where they said, well, no, if you're making that money, I, I, I deserve to make way, way more. And that, that side of it is wrong. It's completely wrong. That's what it is, but that's in every competition as well. The big yeah. clubs always get paid the biggest. When the Premier League was formed in a 92 season, the five clubs that formed it, there was backlash against that as well. The five clubs that formed it got the most money for the first few years and, and probably since have got yeah. the most money. I know it depends on league position, but with their sponsorship deals, revenue, uh, yeah. you know, TV deals, which has come up obviously more regularly in the last 10, 15 years, uh, season ticket holders. But like, you can say boycott, 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 boycott all you want. But yeah. with this money they're getting from the Super League, if you don't buy a replica jersey or buy a season ticket uh, with these six teams, the owners don't give a fuck because that money they yeah. have from the Super League, from J- JP Morgan or whatever fucking American bank is funding them, they don't care if you don't buy their season ticket anymore. They mm. don't care if you don't attend the match. They don't care if you don't buy the subscription, which should probably be shown on Disney, um, you know, to watch a match or buy a jersey. They do not fucking yeah. care because they do not need your money anymore now. They don't not they don't respect you as a fan yeah. in these big six clubs. They don't see you as fans. They see you as bystanders. And they're trying to bypass you as much as they want because it's their club, not your club. And that's the way they've been they've been handling things for a, for a, the last 10 years particularly in Arsenal man united you know obviously the, the liverpool fans will know about the Gillette and Hicks era where you know nightmares of that is coming back really really for them now as well um they thought henry was different whatever, but like i don't <laughs> i don't know he, he he's he's shown his true colors to an extent now um and man it's it's just it's 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 very like and and the the the, the thing that kind of gets me too, I I know UEFA and the Premier League and Sky Sports are are all right in what they're saying, but it's just so hypocritical to see them banging the moral drum where UEFA, who are a corporation only about money as well, uh, you know, will put a a um a Europa League final between Arsenal and Chelsea in Baku. And because one Arsenal player is Armenian, could not attend the final because 
Armenia were at odds with Azerbaijan at that stage. That's the UEFA that's trying to bang the moral drum. The Premier League will change the fixture at the click of a finger. They will charge you fifteen pounds, fifteen euros to look at a match and say, "Oh, it's because of the pandemic." You know, these guys have no right to bang a mo- uh, uh, like. And Sky Sports are complicit with that as well. Don't get me started mm-hmm. on FIFA if they re- uh, release a statement. Uh, you know, a corporation who who are you know. Who are you know known built, for rigging, rigging draws for obviously who gets built, the, the, built the right on to host. built on greed. Put a World Cup yeah. in a in, in in a country that can only be held the World Cup in the winter. Built a country that built stadiums uh, off the debts of six thousand migrant workers, and yet they're going to bang the moral hydro uh, moral drum on this, which is despicable in itself. They may be saying the right things right now, but it's because it suits them. Yeah. And I'm not. I know. I know. I'm kind of going off the issue a little bit here as well. But no, the problem, no, totally but, the pro- but, the, but the problem is as well is that yeah, the Champions League. There was there is plans in place. I've been reading them there about the Champions League restructure, which is equally <laughs> as bad. It creates yeah. more games as well. But at least there's some semblance of competition in the Premier League and Champions League. At least there's a yeah. risk, high risk, high reward to the Europa League and Champions League and Premier League. At least there is a reason to play matches. You know, they, they all have everyone has their flaws and big some bigger than others. But at least these competitions have structure and they have some semblance of competition that's worth fighting for and worth is worth fans paying money for. You know what I mean? But the only thing is it's going to be very hard for fans to buy. Like for me, it's going to be very hard for me to boycott Arsenal. I love Arsenal. You mm-hmm. love Arsenal. You can say it all you want, and it's a great idea uh, in theory. But like, are you going to really abandon your loyalty to a club? You know, mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I've, I'm going to find it hard to do that. I'll, I'll try because you know, if you're if you're buying the subscription for the Super League, whatever channel it's going to be on or subscription, you are part of the problem then. But it's going to be very hard not for your for your interest interest not to be piqued by this as well yeah. when it happens if it happens whenever how soon it is this year to 2023 but like at the same time i think you know it's it's fans have always been complicit through through um bad times as well no matter how bad arsenal have been the last couple of years you've always bought three uh three jerseys to support them the season yeah. ticket holders have always spent fifteen hundred. Like they know they have the fans in the palm of their hand in the way, and this is just the abhorrent, uh, you know, latest example of how they're taking advantage of that. And it really is despicable. Yes. And you can use every word under the sun to describe how despicable it is, how horrible it is. They do not care. They're not even listening. They don't know people are saying yeah. that about it because they do not care. And I suppose then kind of the other question I have from that is like, obviously you can see obviously with Jurgen Klopp's comments tonight. Um, he said he didn't hear much about it. He actually heard about it through the news. He was the same as that. And he said he only had a meeting with the players this morning um, and he hasn't been given any real details on it, but like it just shows in a club. I like, mean, in, in a professional organization, how is that happening? Like yeah. that, they haven't been consulted at all. You text me no. earlier on, yeah, they haven't been consulted at all. Like no. that, uh, it's 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 like the players are going to take part. They're now their careers are being threatened. Players in that club because UEFA yeah. obviously threatened that they won't be. They'll be banned from 
playing for their countries in the Euros, in the World Cup, you know, possibly the Premier League, the Champions League, of course. You know, that their careers are under threat. And for what? They will make more money at the Super League, of course. But, they, but you know, I know money is a big thing in players, but winning trophies is probably as much, and if not more. And then you look... I, you look at some of the players then as well. Like you look at your Saka, you look at your Romeo Smith Rowe. They're academy graduates who've been playing Arsenal. They're born and bred Arsenal, literally in their blood. And now they could be given this choice now that if I want to play in the Champions League or I want to play in the Premier League or I want to play for England, I'm going to have to leave Arsenal and I'm going to have to go to another club. And I necessarily don't want to do that. I'd like to represent Arsenal or and have I mean, success what, at Arsenal. What about the captain and vice captain of England, Harry Kane, Jordan Henderson? Like, the, what, what must they be thinking? And the fact that Jurgen Klopp was thrown out, like, I know he was going to be given a, po- a, a pre-match interview, but the fact that you know, the Liverpool owners or, or owners of any of these six clubs, are going to, they're all going to throw their managers. Their managers are going to be the first communication after this announcement. Jurgen Klopp is obviously the example. Jurgen Klopp, you can see in the, by that interview, he said, he said all the right things by the book, but he wanted to say more. He is so against this. Yeah. And, and everyone knows that. I, I just hope that God, Mikel Arteta is against it. I hope yeah. um, Pep Guardiola is against it. Thomas Tuchel against it. I hope Ryan Mason, the, the new Spurs manager, yeah. is against it. You know, I, I hope they're all against it. But I just, I think if they're going to be against it, they will give the interview that Jurgen Klopp has given. He did. Very, he yeah. spoke very well on what little he was allowed to say. But like, yeah. they, they weren't consulted at all. Like, this no. is their careers they're playing with now, these owners. Yeah. And they do not give a fuck. They can sell all their players in the morning um, and and bring in second-rate players because they and it won't matter because they're getting the same money. They will never be relegated. There's no competition. So, you know, Liverpool can sell a Mane, can sell a Salah. If they don't, oh, if you don't want to be part of it, fuck off. You know, sell an Aubameyang, let's go. Who cares? Because we're getting the same money with no risk because we will not be relegated we're going to play real madrid for the next 10 years get hockeyed every single time uh and it won't matter because we get the same money like yeah. every year probably not as much money as real madrid i think the big the bigger clubs will get the most money i know there's been figures about how equally it'll be spread out that won't be true as always the bigger clubs will get the most money yeah. and arsenal are not in that neither are spurs um, Especially so, if you've got the likes of Florentino Perez in charge. But also, when you think of it, man, you look at Barcelona, who are 1, million, 1 billion sorry, euro in debt. Why doesn't a 350 million plus deal a year look enticing to them? Why wouldn't they take that? Arsenal, who have restructured their debts, you know, why wouldn't Stan Kroenke take that? That's a get out of jail yeah. free card for Arsenal for Barcelona in a way too, as regards their debts. You know what I mean? They were in big trouble. La Liga does nothing for them. Like Atletico yeah. Madrid, Real Madrid, it does nothing for them. Same with yeah. the Italian league, Juventus, Inter Milan, AC Milan. It does mm-hmm. nothing for them. AC Milan, Ivan Gazidis is, is fronting the ball on that as well. The guy who probably started with Kroenke in Arsenal 10 years ago and got this show on the road as long ago as that. So, you know, it's, it makes sense financially for these clubs to do this. It just yeah. makes it doesn't make sense in any other way. So and then, and then I suppose the other new the other thing I was going to talk about is obviously we had Jose Mourinho uh, being sacked today. Now the rumor 
I've been hearing kind of, and it's been on social media as well, is Mourinho refused to go out and train the squad today because of what the announcement last night. Um, now, it could be in regards to timing and obviously with the uh, Cabrera Cup final, obviously in a week and stuff like that. Like, what do you kind of think was... I mean the yeah, timing. The timing. Timing is odd. Um, yeah. I heard that rumor as well. And like I was in work this morning, and boys were just throwing, like including myself, were just throwing around statements about they've heard this, they've heard that. We and then it's it's it, it's already been debunked by um by certain pundits uh, and and journalists on Twitter, uh, saying it's it's based on results. But it's it's very hard to see how you're sacking a manager six days before a final, a manager who has yeah. a very good record in finals. But yeah. apparently it's about results. Look, I don't know if 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 it is related to Super League, he might not be the only manager that this will happen to. Uh, you know, I don't like Jose Mourinho yeah. in any in any way. Uh, you know, but like if 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 that's the reason why he's left, fair play to him. But I I don't think it is. I think it's more to do yeah. with the results because they've been very bad recently. Um, but it's just very weird that they're doing it before a league final. Um. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. We, I don't, we, yeah. we won't know until Mourinho himself comes out and and talks about it, which won't be for another while at least, anyway. Um, yeah. But yeah, if if it is because of the Super League, it won't be the only manager casually, I'd say, in that big six. But like that, that, and and if that is, if that is because of the Super League, which I don't think it is. You know, that's just another example of how much of a fuck they give uh, about yeah. opinions that are against theirs, which is and then. I suppose then, obviously, then where I, I was just just obviously watching while, um, just before kind of Monday night football started and they started doing their thing. I was just uh, listening in on the news, and obviously the UK government have come in now and said that if you wait and that don't do enough, they are going to step in. Like, what could you see kind of them implement? Could you see them maybe trying to push the owners out of clubs or find a way to get rid of them? That, I mean, or make rules against obviously managing. I mean, because in realistically, it'd be great. Because I think realistically now, every fan now would love to see every single one of those owners on those six clubs being pushed out of the club now. Whether the the rest of the club actually turns around and says, "We don't want you in your club. You've made this decision without consulting the rest of us. We don't want you here." I mean, in theory, yes, but isn't it dangerous that a government will start to get involved and regulate rules within a football association? Mm. I think that's very dangerous because yeah. if you, if you like, where the the reason they're stepping in now would be admirable and you know justified in a way. What happens after that? They have a right to come back in for everything they feel isn't in their favor. Yeah, you know, they could they could take advantage of that as well. They could do good at the very start by getting rid of these owners. I don't know how they can. I don't know the rules. I don't know the loopholes if they can do it at all. But like that, that even that might be a good thing starting off. It might be bad down the line. So I don't yeah. know how I, how I feel about a government that's you know inept at times in England and Britain uh, is going to deal with that because you know a lot <laughs> a lot of these owners have equally <laughs> have a lot of money. And are probably more powerful than a Boris Johnson, so I don't know. Now they can regulate and they can they can create rules or legislate rules and 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 you know 
about football in the game. But when you start legislating shit like that, I think it's a little bit dangerous because then they can start to legislate anything. If it's if 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 it does good and ultimately does good going forward, no problem. But you never know if a Tory government is going to do something that uh, goes against the principles of the game as well. Now. By saying this, they're trying to win brownie points with the, with the British public as well. So we can't yeah. get away from that too. That they're trying yeah. to they're trying to ride this wave of hatred against the Super League as well, just to make themselves look good. And they might not end up doing anything. So we won't get ahead of ourselves on that. Whether they will get if it does good and gets these owners out of these clubs. Happy days. I don't know how they can do that. I don't know if it's legal to do that. I don't know if it will be good for the six clubs because at the end of the day, these are one of these six clubs is is one of the clubs we support. If they knock one of their own, if they get the owners out, what happens to Arsenal? A lot of people hate are hate the six clubs at the minute. They won't care what happens to these six clubs, and I don't blame them. A lot of people are waking up this morning absolutely hating these six clubs uh, more so than they always did. I don't blame them. But what happens to these clubs? Will they be protected? Because we have to get something straight here. Like you said earlier, it's the owners that the pro- it's not the club. It's not it's not the tea lady. It's not the man work. It's not the kit man. It's not the you know people working in the offices in in the Emirates Stadium or in London colony it's the owners it's josh and stan Kroenke. it's the glazers yeah. it's henry it's you know it's abramovich it's Sheikh Mansour. you know it's daniel levy it's not the club itself the club that has that you know yeah. wants to stand for values these are the people running the club and in charge of running the club who do not hold these values for any of these clubs but we have to remember that it's not the club's fault as a whole but yeah. Un- yeah. unfortunately the power of the club is in the hands of these owners and whatever they do, the club will follow obviously yeah. because they own it. They're the ownership of it. So yeah, I, I don't know if, if that will happen. It could be just lip service at the minute, but ultimately if, if it does good, you know, and gets these owners out unlikely as I think it is. Yes. I, I think that is a good thing as long as there is restraint on it and that it doesn't go that, you know, government doesn't get involved. You know, it's, 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 it's really amazing how like there's, there, there, you know, there's so much UEFA Premier League. Everyone is coming out now over this super league, yeah. su- super league thing with statements left, right and center. Where is it when racism happens? Exactly. You know oh, what I mean? I know. I know. I know. That's a separate point. But it it just yeah. goes. It just it just goes to show all of these care about their own their own pockets. All of these uh, federations, all they care about is money. We always yeah. knew that. And the minute their money is in danger of going into someone else's pocket, then they come out of traps. Forget your racism. Yeah. Racism doesn't make them money. The fact that the all these big clubs around Europe leaving their table uh, to dine on another, that's when they come out because that then their money ends up in someone else's pocket, i.e., the owners of all these clubs. So it's, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm sorry if I don't feel sorry. I, I don't. I see people saying fair play to UEFA. Fuck UEFA as well. But at least their competi- a competition has, like I said, competitive edge. It, but like th- they're not good guys in this either. There is no good no. guys in this. Everyone is a bad no. guy. It's just it's just now the Super League is 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 the greater of all evils. UEFA is the yeah. lesser. But you know what can you do? That's just life in every not only in sport in businesses all over the world in social circles all over the world. You will have these kind of situations, these big power plays that the biggest dick wants to climb to the top, and that's the way it'll always be. 
Yeah. I suppose kind of then, obviously, looking at, obviously, how an out-of-hand has already gotten, and then, obviously, we've seen, obviously, with the match tonight, you had the big banners outside the Leeds uh, Stadium today. You had the banners outside Anfield today. There's one or two protests at other stadiums. Um, what can you, can you see, say, if if this doesn't go ahead, what can you see the Premier League implementing? What can you see UEFA maybe implementing um, to maybe avoid? Or what can you see them trying to do maybe to come to some sort of agreement, I suppose? Like I said, like I said you know, the, these clubs are the money makers for all of these organizations, La Liga are nothing without the big tree. Uh, Serie A is nothing without their big tree. Uh, you know, the Premier League, you know, is not with, with, no, with no disrespect to the other 14 clubs, will lose a lot of money and interest if those six clubs leave or are banned, you know, or refuse to take part. That That's just a stark reality. As much as you hate them right now, they are the backbone of that league, those six clubs, because they are the ones with the most money. They are the ones with the best players. They are the ones that garner the most interest from, you know, places like China. Like, like as much as the as the Chinese government is a, is a disgrace, uh, on, you know, is, is a disgrace in itself. You know, the, the general public in China, they love the Premier League because of these six clubs. Do you think yeah. they want they want to see a Man City play Real Madrid, or would you think they'd rather see a Sheffield United play West Brom? You know yeah. that is the question. At the end of the day, that's when Premier League money goes into Super League pockets. That's what they're so that's what they're afraid of, and they should be afraid of that. Yeah, you can say they care about the fans, and I'm sure they do because the Premier League is probably suffering a little bit, a lot probably mm. because of no fans in the stadium. I get that. That 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 is fair enough. But like, they want to extend the olive olive branch to these twelve clubs. All their all their federations, UEFA, FIFA, will want to extend the olive branch to these clubs because they are the ones who are making yeah. them the most money. As regards regulations that they could, that could come in, you know, we've seen FFP try to be implemented and then blew up in their face because you know Man City have one of the, the most money in Europe nearly. So that's why that blew up in their face. So if they start putting these things into place, there will always be loopholes for big clubs. There will always be a way for big clubs. I don't know if it's an... It, 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 here, look. As much as we're going to try and stop this, it might be an, an inevitability. It really might yeah. be an inevitability because money talks. And like, if some compromise could be come, if if the Premier League and UEFA, as much as they're standing against it now, if a compromise can be met between the Super League and these organisations, I mean, who knows? You, you know what yeah. I mean? And like, they will try again. They will try again. Like, remember Project Big Picture? You yeah. know what I mean? Like, but before this, now it's the Super League. They will try and try and try again, as long as they're in charge of these clubs. The best thing you can hope for is that uh, these American owners think, you know, they're flogging a dead horse and they lose interest. Fuck off. Um, yeah. I don't know if that will happen because I think they can they can see light at the end of their tunnel, and that's what worries me. And you know, the the game and structures and competitions they change every twenty thirty years. That's a guarantee. You know, the, the from the old first division to the Premier League to the old uh, European Cup to the Champions League. You know, the UEFA. Uh, you know, the UEFA Cup to the Europa League. You know, all these kind of things. The way they're trying to restructure the Champions League again now to create ten matches and stuff like that. 
um, put everyone into. And then the obviously they have they obviously have this new one coming in next year as well. This third tier European yeah. competition as well. They, like it just shows you like that they're adapting they're like, it. Yeah, and, and that's what that's that's the point they will use as well. The Super League. This yeah. is a new adaptation. They want the, the like their point is is literally the one I just made. Would you rather see Real Madrid City, or yeah. would you rather see Sheffield United West Brom? Everyone would probably uh, like bar the the fans of those clubs would would say Real Madrid um, City because it's just the more enticing enticing proposition. But if that game is played every year two times every year for 10 years it starts to dilute I, when Arsenal are in the Champions League and they drew Bayern Munich and Barcelona every fucking year I was starting to get sick of it because yeah. of, well one because I knew Arsenal couldn't win but two it was just the same team the, like like um, Jurgen Klopp said the joy of these competitions is that you might play someone different this year in the group stages but like yeah. and like you know before uh, the final between Liverpool and Real Madrid you know, uh, you know, Liverpool didn't play Real Madrid since 2009, nearly 10 years. You know what I mean? So if they play them every year, it becomes diluted and fruitless. And especially when there's nothing at risk. You know what I mean? So, yeah, uh, I don't know. If, if they if they do come back to the, like, I don't, like if, if the olive branch is extended, sorry, I don't get away from your question. Well, if the olive branch is yeah. extended to these clubs, something does need to be put in place to stop yeah. something like this happening again. But I don't think these organizations can afford to do something like that because the yeah. big six hold all the cards because they are the ones making the Premier League money. Same with every well, other that, team. I suppose that's what, like, as you said there, the, like with the Premier League, obviously, would you rather see, obviously, Real Madrid or um, a Man City or West Brom and Stoke or whatever or... Like you look at say even preseason when the tours happen, like they're organizing these Premier League tournaments, but they always make sure that they have at least one big side in these uh, preseason tournaments because they know. Say if they had a preseason tournament, it was like Leeds United, Newcastle, um, and then you had obviously Sheffield United and Fulham, obviously coming over. No one's gonna, no one's gonna give two hoots. About that, like if you don't have with a the, big name yeah. there, with the greatest no respect to those clubs, yeah, yeah, like right. I, I'm not trying to diss those fans or anything. I'm just saying, like, majority of people aren't gonna spend huge money to go watch these games or that, compared to like, say, if say, there's another chat possibility of you watching Real Madrid and Man City, and it's a big game, know, and you see all these this. world stars, yeah, and they know, they know then, this and they're taking advantage of it. Yeah, and then the Super League, obviously, the other plan that they have as well, which could make huge dividends to fans going to games, is they're looking at the possibility of these games not being in their own country always. Yes. That they'd be global. And that's a huge, huge problem for, I know for myself, I've only seen like Arsenal play twice, mm. and it's very hard to get tickets. So imagine how much harder it's going to be for you to get tickets if your team's out playing globally and well, well let, let, let me ask you this can yeah. you see if the super league goes through can you see arsenal playing a couple of their home games in la the la ram stadium yeah of course uh, you could. Yeah. could would liverpool liverpool play a few games in boston <laughs> 100 yeah. they will but did it, it before, did it before? Well, sure, look at, yeah but like a competitive game yes yeah. 
Like it's yeah. different different when it's a preseason friendly. Fair enough. Yeah. But th- these are just going to be exhibition matches because there's nothing riding on them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sure. Look look at the like Spurs and the NFL. You know what I mean? How like what what team is it that plays some of their home matches in the Spurs stadium from the yeah. NFL? Is it the uh, Philadelphia Eagles? I think. You know you know what I mean? Like yeah. like it's a franchise and like Cronkey who owns the LA Rams, you know you know move their home stadium. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 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 like like a, a long way away from, from where the original one was, not just down the street like Arsenal and Highbury. Moved it a good bit away. So yeah. we're talking thousands. Easily, easily miles. could just say he could say, well, actually, I might make more money if I put this game in LA. Exactly. All, there, there you go. All he and every one of these owners care about is increasing the value of their club. That is all they care about. Yeah. As long as their and, uh, pockets are lined and business yeah. is flowing and they get the same money and they're not at risk of losing the money every year, that is all that matters. And that is the point of this. Yeah, and like that, that's what I'm saying. Like Obviously, they do this International Cup as a preseason. And this is a perfect example, I find. Like You look at, say, America alone and you've got 100,000 100, stadium, seater stadiums that they use for college football. You could easily say we're well, we're gonna we'll do the Super League and we'll do major- loads of games in America because that's gonna pull us hundred thousand people into the stadium. It's gonna give us say twenty twenty dollars a ticket, and there you go. You've got a big lump sum for a hundred thousand people coming in, and you just split that two ways or whatever, or whoever the home team gets major- uh, higher percentage. Like, and this is this is the problem that no one wants to see. Like, this should not be the focus in football. It's, it's, it's just the fact that you think one structure that that seems to work, in fairness, yeah. in America and in these competitions, the, the fact that they think because it works in one in, in these competitions in this country that it's going to work in everything else, it's just not true. It's just not the way that, you know, yeah. football is done. It's not the way, the, the, like, I know the MLS are the exception, but again, American franchise, that's they were always going to go down that road anyway. But like, yeah. the, 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 it's just the fact that it takes away the competition. But they don't see that as taking away the competition. Like the competition is game by game for them. You you win one game, you lose ten. Doesn't matter. You won that one game, and you're still getting the same amount of money. And you're still you're not going to be relegated. You're not going to you know the the. It just makes no sense to bring yeah. it into the European game or any one any other way around Europe. It just makes yeah. absolutely no sense because it's the way we've always known. The, the, the way our competitions are structured, as greedy as are, as the as these organizations in Europe are, they still know how to structure a tournament properly. Uh, to be fair, as regards yeah. you know, on not as regards you know financial fair play or whatever, but as regards high risk, high reward. You know what I mean? And then, so I suppose as, as as you touched on there, I remember we we spoke about it brief um briefly, obviously few weeks ago in regards to the Europa League and that and UEFA are the perfect example obviously of this money thing as you were saying um obviously with the whole thing of using neutral venues for two legs that's all that was all a money scheme for them that was them to get their sponsorship to get their money in like and that's another example of them exploiting their uh power literally to say okay like Chelsea and Porto in the quarterfinals Played the home, their home tie, and their away tie in the same venue in two weeks. Like yeah, that well, I, 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 used a, to, I won. Are you surprised yeah. that that the gas 
Prom Champions League sponsored by MasterCard would do something like that. I mean, Arsenal no, literally, no, literally, literally yeah. Arsenal literally playing in a stadium that's called the Emirates. Man City playing yeah. a stadium called Etihad. It's all building up yeah. to a franchise end. Like naming stadiums after a company. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, sponsorship. I'll throw another question at you, obviously, with this whole Super League thing. Could you see, uh, as another condition, sponsors pulling out of stadiums or pulling out of clubs? Why would you? Why would you when you're going to be part of, yeah. when you're going to be part of the party, you're going to get the money as well? Like, that would, that would cripple because that would, yeah. that, would, that would cripple these clubs a little bit. Not much, but a little bit yeah. if they were to. But they're going to get a piece of the pie. Yeah, like that—that's the reality. So, no, like the Emirates is not exactly a corrupt-free airline. Uh, yeah, the Etihad is not is the same. They come from very, very, very cruel countries in a way. And not disrespect to anyone from those countries who are listening. You know, you know Abu Dhabi or Dubai, uh, the UAE. You know what I mean? Like it's like it's just that the, they're a lot they're, of it's come from say oil and fighting over oil. Well, their organizations, uh, probably, their, their, their organizations and businesses are built on blood and oil. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they don't give a fuck uh, that, oh, Super League. They don't even watch the matches. The CEO of these companies probably don't even watch these fucking yeah. matches or even know who they sponsor anymore because Emirates sponsors multiple teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, they don't care. They, they, as long as they get, they get their brown envelope, their, money. their yeah. money, they don't fucking care. You know, they're, they're yeah. going to they're gonna line up like any sponsor. You know what I mean? Like, it's just... Like you look, you look at, you look at. Obviously, you said Emirates. Like Fly Emirates sponsor PSG, to sponsor Arsenal, to sponsor AC Milan. That's three big clubs in Europe, <laughs> and they're all bar PSG. You know, AC Milan and Arsenal are going to be involved in this. You think they're going to lose out on that money? No, no. Like the, the fact that sleeve sponsors became a thing over the last couple of years is like is a sign of a franchise. You know what I mean? Yeah. Extra time in games is sponsored by rolex or whatever you know it's sponsored by some fucking watch company yeah. it's all franchise ideas but now we're all surprised yeah. that it the franchise idea is actually happening i don't know how we're surprised shocked that it's happening now yes yeah. but surprised is a strong word because yeah. all these clubs are franchises in everything but name but if they go into the super league they are now franchises like and and as obviously Jim Carragher and Gary Neville have touched on, like their main goal from this franchise as well is to literally have it that it's all on your mobile phone. You pay one pound, one euro to watch the game or whatever, and straight away you could have a hundred thousand people watching at one game, and that's a hundred thousand straight into their pocket. I mean, the way technology's gone, man, you'll, you'll soon be able to watch the North London Derby on your toenail. You know what I mean? Pay, pay 50 cents and there you are. There's your, there's your North London Derby. <laughs> you know what I mean? Can you, can you imagine uh, Harry Maguire? I think, I think I've seen a tweet of Harry Maguire uh, on the Disney Channel saying, and now it's time for the Manchester Derby on the Disney Channel. And it's just, he's just painting fucking Mickey Mouse's head or something like that <laughs> with his finger. That's where we're going, man. Like, uh, it's, oh, like, so, so true. like it's such a simple business idea, but it works for them. And yeah. like, as long as you pay, like I, I was on Disney Plus there the other day, and there's a, there was a good animation. Me and uh, my girlfriend were looking at. It was called Raya and the Last Dragon, and we were looking at it one day, and we were like, "Oh God, we have to pay twenty one euro to 
like as if we're going to the cinema extra to get the premiere plus to watch it we were like no you won't do that the next day we bought it and watched it great movie but like we're part of the problem <laughs> they're like as, yeah. I, I, if if there are people that is like if people are complicit to this and and you know they, they will go along and go oh, i don't really want to do this but i'm going to pay anyway you're part of the problem as long as there's a customer base they will keep doing it because they know people will do that and especially with clubs like this because they're going to pull in your heartstrings and they know yeah. you will have no choice but to an only way to watch your club is unless you illegally stream it which you know is a possibility and will happen and as it always has you know, you will have to pay this money to watch it, and there will always be in the millions of people that will do that. Like you know, like yeah. you said, like Gary Neville said, one pound, hundred fifty million people, hundred fifty million pounds. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. it's a simple business idea that will work for them because people will do it. And like the one thing, being a loyal fan at this side of the this side of the world, you know, Asian fans, you know, they don't really. They're, they're they're kind of described as the new fan you know what i mean they, they will watch their team no matter what you know maybe this yeah. information isn't as free for them to get isn't as easy for them to access but they will pay for it because they just want to be part of the hype which is no disrespect for them i'm not criminalizing them that's just that's these organizations taking taking advantage of people like that the new fan who and then and then i suppose know? then you look at obviously when you look at both sides of the world, then you look at, say, people in Australia who are like nearly the furthest point over, like with New Zealand, and they're getting up at like two or three o'clock in the morning to watch their yeah. team, and they don't care. They just they'll watch it no matter what. Like yeah, obviously, like, I have a friend over there who's thing, and that's a perfect example. Like even if this goes to say, obviously, the Super League phase, there will be still be those fans who, if it's, say it's yeah. fifty quid to, to get two or three games. They'll pay that 50 quid because they'll want to see their team play. I mean, they're paying the money anyway and still getting up at all hours in the morning to watch these games. So they're probably looking at us and laughing and going, well, what's the big idea? Like, you know what I mean? We're getting, we're, we're this committed to watch it. Like, obviously, they won't all be like that. There'll obviously be yeah, yeah. Fans, some fans all over the world that are disgusted by this. But they will still pay because yeah. your interest is peaked. Like, say, yeah. say Manchester United fans, you know, if, if, they, if they really, really hate this idea, Yo, and they're like, oh, I'm boycotting this, I'm boycotting that. But then Man United start to, you know, do really well in the Super League, possibly finish near the top. Are you telling me these fans won't want to watch it on proper pay pay per view? They will pay, and they yeah. know that. They know that they have the f- these owners have the fans in the palm of their hands. They know exactly. The same, what I suppose, doing. with with any team, though, I suppose as well. If your team's doing well, yeah, well you're going to want to pay yeah. attention. Yeah, yeah United, like, and this, this is, this is. This is this is what I'm, like is frustrating, I suppose, to fans because they know, yeah, I want to boycott it, but I know further down the line, like I know with Arsenal, say if Arsenal do agree to this and I try to boycott it, but then obviously next week um, or the week after they get to a Europa League final, I'll still watch watch them play, obviously in Europa League, if it if it all still goes ahead at this point, but they'll literally be paying playing for nothing at this rate. As well, like. Yeah, well, that's how that's how they get you, man. And I was only yeah. using United as an example, but like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah. it's it's like it's it's um, they just know how to get you. It's your club, yeah. and you know they don't need your season ticket money anymore. And they're yeah. find they're finding new ways to to create revenue for themselves. The yeah. o- their only interest is self interest, and that's why this is happening. 
and they're they're piggybacking off the pan off the the pandemic and that's why it, it's 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 happening now and they've decided to announce it now and they haven't consulted their players or their managers because they don't care yeah. they don't care the reason that german clubs are abstaining is because they're 50 percent owned by fans that's yeah. why they're abstaining because not that they have no well they probably the other 50 percent uh, owners probably you know if they own the majority shares of the of the of the club, they probably do it as well. But the fact that the fans, uh, you know, unify and buy their clubs by half of the the profits of their clubs, that's why they're abstaining. That's the only reason they're abstaining. Not really sure why PSG is abstaining. Um, that was that, 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 that's that's that, here. Look, they 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 in that statement they seem adamant that fifteen clubs will be the forefront of that. So they're going to have to find three more. PSG possibly are one of them. Um, you know, and you know, I, look, I'm not going to go as far as say fair play to the other Premier League clubs that you know abstain from. I see some people putting up in their stories fair play to Everton, Wolves, West Ham. They might not have been asked. <laughs> let's 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 yeah exactly like, we don't we don't know we don't know but like they might not have been asked if they were asked like the fact that they're going to get 350 million a year you're telling me they wouldn't have jumped at that i think yeah. they would have it's hard to know like but like like you look you look at these teams then obviously that the onset that comes from it you look at your everton obviously everton are, are spending 350 million on a new stadium so they can compete obviously for champions league football if this Super League happens, imagine the amount of money they'll lose just from doing that investment. And then if being kind of pushed, the Champions League being pushed aside, it's like, oh, this isn't a major tournament anymore. How much money as a club they'll lose? Um, yeah, well, all, all, all that all that money trickles down the league. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like even though the biggest clubs are always getting the most money, all that money trickles down. They all yeah. They all help each other out in a way. And like I heard someone say today in work, he was another Arsenal fan. Um, he he was saying that you know the the money. Uh, I'm, uh, I read that the money uh, is is not not to, there's supposed to be some version of FFP in it, which is laughable. Where the money can't be used on transfers, the money they get the three fifty or whatever. Uh, you know you know it it can only be used on infrastructure, training ground, grassroots, and like help other clubs in in their domestic leagues. I mean, like, I don't know where he got that information from, but like, if that were true, which I don't think it is, uh, th- yeah, uh, that still wouldn't, that still wouldn't bring me to like the league, Super League yeah. anymore. But like, it, it's very hard to believe that 350 million will purely be used on training ground infrastructure, uh, commu- grassroots football, and helping other le- other teams out in your country. That makes no sense to me. Um, like the. the- the Sky Sports statement, I think that really, really was hilarious. I think today was the shareholder who was interviewed, which they haven't revealed what club it was for, said if they had to play the league as well as play in this Super League, that they'd feel the half uh, a, a youth side rather in the league. They'd treat it like uh, a, a nothing tournament and they'd focus solely on the Super League. Yeah, well, they 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 have enough yeah. money to have two teams. Yeah, like even if they can't use that three hundred fifty million on transfers, 
that 350 million put into infrastructure in the club will free up the rest of the funds that they can then use on transfers. But then, yeah. what player will want to go to these clubs if they can't represent their country? That's what I'd like to. That's what I'd like to know yeah. as well. Like, and like the fact that only only one team can win this Super League every year yeah. out of the 15, 20 that they want to propose to be in it. I know it's like the Premier League, but like, there's no. There's no risk reward, you know, relegation to any of this. So, yeah. you know, players do like to win trophies, and as much as they like to make big bucks, but trophies is a big thing. Maybe except to Neymar, who went to PSG. But like, you know, it's 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 very much a sorry. I just had to get my Neymar dig in there. But like, it, it's, <laughs> it's 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 just. I mean, Keen Olympiacos aren't in the Super League. How will we play them? How will we play them? <laughs> We play them every year. How will Arsenal play Olympiacos? <laughs> Not oh. even Bayern. Come on. Like, and then, and then the other thing then from there is, as you've touched on, it's one trophy. Say you have, say, a Liverpool or a Man City, and they're winning it year after year after year. Mm. As, as a fan, you're watching, and you would be just thinking. What's the point in us playing in this league? I know we're getting the money, but what's the point as a fan of watching this? If every season we're going to be watching Liverpool or Man City or Real Madrid winning it, and we don't get even any closer, or we're out of the group stage, we don't even get through to the next I love the fact you said, I know we get the money. That's it. (laughs) That's the only only reason. Yeah, that's that's the only thing like that. And... Is that what the clubs now, these owners expect? Like fans will respect us because we're going to bring in all this money to the club and we're going to invest it in infrastructure and probably take majority for ourselves. But the, cl- the fans are going to respect us for put- giving them all this great football. No fan's going to want to watch their team lose week in, week out to a Real Madrid or to a Liverpool or to a Man City every single year. Like they would rather watch them compete, get into a Champions League, get into the knockout stage, and maybe then meet a big team and go out or cause an upset. Like I, like I enjoyed obviously Arsenal. I know we were playing Slavy Plague, but I enjoyed that game the other night, and that wasn't that was in a tournament that like I expected us not to put a performance like that the other night. But like that's what you expect. You want to. Have that push. You sit down for a game of football and you don't know what's going to happen. And not this thing where, oh, we're going to play Real Madrid next week. Oh, we're going to play Barcelona the following yeah. week. Well, see, that's, 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 just that's, it's... that's the beauty of competitiveness. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it, like, as, as much as the soaring highs of winning a trophy is part of football, the crushing lows of losing one is another one. And like... Yeah. All of those emotions will be sucked out of it. Like I, me- I remember Arsenal in the 2006 Champions League final I just remember, you know, being like gutted after obviously losing to Barcelona in the way we did. You know, Saul Campbell being, uh, you know, scoring a great goal to, to get us going. Jens Lehmann then being sent off. You know, the the emergence of Messi then in that game as well, or not? Me- oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So and then Belletti, yeah, Belletti. You know, but like after the game, I was still excited because I was still like, well, the future of Arsenal is bright. We're at a final at this stage. We could probably win it again. We could get here again. Like the optimism, like you can laugh at that and say, oh, you know, Arsenal never won a European Cup. But like, what's the point of being a fan of a club if you're not optimistic about your chances of winning a competition that you're in? That will not happen. 
to you know an Arsenal fan in this Super League. They have no hope of winning it. And even if they did, what is it? What's the prize? You know what I mean? At least winning a trophy called the JP Morgan Trophy or something like it's they probably don't have that at that attraction anymore. Like, like, like the, the old, like the, I, I, I genuinely like we're we're supposed to be nearly a week and a half out from a Europa League semi final against Villarreal. I could not give a fuck about that now because what is it for? Even even if it goes ahead, what is it about? You know, the ultimate reason Arsenal are in the Europa League is because they want to win it and get into the Champions League. But sure, if you win it now, they probably won't be in the Champions League. It's just fruitless. It's 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 it means nothing, and it's just it's it really is sad. Like it's just like these games and every other club is rightfully rightfully has a hatred towards these six clubs now. Like it is completely justified. Um, well, it should be towards the club's owners because they should know that the players and managers and supporters yeah. weren't weren't consulted. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's very hard to it's very it's very hard to put your it's very hard to compartmentalize this when Arsenal play a game. I don't think I'll be able to. It'll it'll yeah. be looming in in my face when Arsenal are playing next. And you know, it's it's just got rid of any sense of competitiveness or ambition that you know, Arsenal are obviously sitting in ninth now, had a very poor season bar in Europe. And like, but like, you're still excited for what Arteta could do with the team in the future. You yeah. know, if they finish, if they finish in the Champions League uh, by winning the Europa League, the funds they have available for them, what players they could bring in, the prospects of next season, that's all gone now. There's, there's no nothing to build up to. There's no, you know, restructuring. There's no uh, transition. There's nothing anymore. There's just. The same old thing every season now, with, with the same money coming in. That's not going to be used for anything because nothing matters now. Nothing matters. And then, and then the thing you look at is what could be the onset. Obviously, you see all these great players. They might not even be at the club. But their, but their, next their, season, their, you know, their, their career careers could possibly be ruined. Their, their careers yeah. will be ruined if they stay at the club. So why would they stay? Yeah. They can't play for exactly. The and and this is the thing then. you see this happen like. And then as a fan, you're seeing all these good players leave and you're just like, well, what's the point in supporting them in a game? If you don't have, know half the players that play for them anymore, like you could have someone from, say, literally down the road that's literally just been paid to literally put on a jersey and play for them, like instead of someone who's actually come through the academy, who's done all the training, done all the physical physique, has worked really hard in their career and is a great talent. And then they're literally now back in the Premier League with someone like someone else and shining for them instead. They're those players are now just workers in a, in 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 a monotonous cog. Like they see the employees of their companies, they can be replaced. Yeah. Uh, when there's no risk in these competitions and franchises, it doesn't matter who plays. It doesn't yeah. matter how good they are. It doesn't matter how bad they are. There's no risk. There's no punishment. There's just the same money playing the same teams every year. So they're they're treating their players now like they would a staff member in their companies that they bled dry to make the millions and billions that they own now. And this is exactly the same that's happening. And they're just using higher paid citizens to to do to be part of that work now. And yeah, it's 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 
It's draining, man. It's draining. It is. Um, it is. It's, like, it's, if it's draining for you and me, you know, imagine how it is for a, a, a season ticket holder, a person who's been fan of the clubs like for 50, 60, 70 years, um, who've seen it all, who've been to all the games, you know, the players, the staff, you know, of all these clubs, the managers, you know. Yeah. And, and the worst thing I find is that obviously Klopp was a perfect example. Like, how frustrating it must be for him that he now has to restrict what he says. He can't talk thing. And like literally when he's previewing a game, the main thing that's been talked about is Super League. He can't even talk about, oh, how are your players? Uh, is there, Have you mm-hmm. any fitness worries or any injuries that, that you're concerned about? Literally the first thing he's asked is Super League, Super League, Super League. And I can only imagine what's going through his brain and even the player's brain. It's very hard to keep yourself focused. And this is all you're seeing on social media. So there's all the comments that you'd be messaged about. People messaging, oh, do you, have you heard anything? Did you have any insight? It's 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 frustrating, you know? That's like, he was obviously preparing for this game last night, literally to find out Liverpool are involved in this new Super League. And literally, it's the first thing he's asked in his press conference today, when he'd rather be asked, I, do you feel you can get a good win today or... I mean, the game is second. The game is secondary now because all yeah. Liverpool really have to play for this season is the Champions League. Yeah. But they might not be in it next year. So what's yeah. there to play for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, it's just it's just so poorly timed. And these owners are incredibly smart. That's how they have the money they have. That's how they have the businesses they have. That's how they're able to do what they want. They can manipulate. Yeah. They can pay off. They can bribe. They can do what they want. Because who will stand against them? The only player, people who can stand against them now is their own players. Obviously, the fans can to an extent, but they don't give a fuck about the fans. So I don't, I don't think it'll matter what a fan does. But like, if well, they like, cared about the fans, they wouldn't have done this. Like that, that's a perfect example. Yeah. They, well, they, yeah, they've they've shown this is the, yeah. the straw that breaks the camel's back. If if yeah. there was any doubt in anyone's mind that these owners cared about the fans, that they don't. Yeah. Like uh, you, you've seen it in the past, obviously with Arsenal, when obviously when Wenger was in charge and they had the big parades of fans saying "Cronky out" and everything, or the club needs a change. The club didn't care. They they were yeah. getting their their fourth fourth spots in the league. Didn't care. They were getting their income from finishing fourth in the league. Ah, uh, we're getting fourth. It's fine. We'll give you a bit and- of money. And we'll sell one or two players and we'll be fine and we'll have our income. And that and that was a mini version of what this is now. Because with yeah. that, the, the, with that, there was a chance that they might not make top four. That's what they want to get rid of. They want to get yeah. rid of the chance that they might not get their money because the team is underperforming. That's why they're in this league. There is no yeah. risk. There is no punishment. They're getting yeah. their they're getting their due dividends every fucking year. And like Wenger yeah. took Wenger took the brunt of that every year because of it because they were cowards that hid behind them and Liverpool are hiding behind Klopp like they're you know the Glazers are going to hide behind Man- Manchester United or hide behind sorry Ole Gunnar Solskjaer you know the Sheikhs are going to hide behind Pep these are going to be the first voices that we'll talk about and they have nothing to do with the decision these managers and I feel sorry yeah. for them that they're going to have to answer questions that they know they're going to have to talk outside both sides of their mouth for which isn't yeah. their fault so I don't know, man. Um, I'm a little bit drained talking about it. To be honest, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's just 
yeah, it won't be the last time we talk about it, that's for sure. Well, that's why I was going to obviously touch, obviously, people listen to this podcast episode. Obviously, thank you for listening, obviously, to this episode. But I'm also going to let you know that I hope to, obviously, later this week to record a live episode and have more people on just to give their opinions, whether you're a, a, a one of the top six fan, you're a, a European fan, you're an American fan or a global fan who wants to get involved. We'd be happy to, obviously, listen to your point of views on this topic and obviously see how this kind of story develops over the um, the next few days, even before, um, say, I, I go record. I, I'd love to kind of hear people's point of views um, and what they think should be done or what they think is going to happen or anything kind of you, you feel kind of you'd like to touch on. Um, because at the end of the day, it, it's always nice to hear from other fans who support other clubs or have a love of football and would like to give their opinion that maybe they might not give their opinion regularly on on stuff it's just nice to hear um and i suppose well we said. could talk about this all day um or all night even yeah. at this stage but well ho- ho- hopefully it re- ho- hopefully it records this time funny yeah. story everyone <laughs> there was a podcast we, we recorded not long ago that uh didn't record <laughs> wasn't really down to Keen's. it wasn't really Keen's fault it was there was uh, a light on it, it, it showed that it was recorded the light that the recording light was on but it wasn't recording it was the technology yeah. that failed but uh yeah hopefully this 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 gets up and um, if anyone wants to join us it'll probably be a thursday or friday um yeah just 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 follow both of us on instagram and get yeah. notifications on we'll, we'll it'll be put up on the water hits on page anyway before um before it goes live which yeah, you should so, follow as well, by the way. Yeah, the, thank, and obviously thank you, Tommy, for joining me for this episode. It was really nice to uh, obviously get our get all our anger and frustration at listening to this announcement out of schools for this episode. My pleasure as always, brother. Yeah, and uh, obviously thank uh, everyone for listening in on this episode. And as again, if you'd like to get involved, hopefully around, as Tommy said, Thursday or Friday, hopefully this week we'll... We'll have a live episode. I just have to pull it all together, kind of get um, announcement out. Um, obviously, the podcast page at a at um, what a hitson podcast on Instagram. Give a follow. I try post regularly on that at least once a day. Um, obviously, I haven't posted the today. Um, obviously, in regards to this, because I just want to uh, see obviously all the p- opinions. So I might obviously get uh, obviously some posts out in the next few days on the topic and that. And uh, thanks for listening and uh, stay tuned for more.